people. Welcome again to the RCP, the Real Collective Podcast. I'm Brendan McKeegan. With me, as always, from his cottage this time, is Sean Tasse. Uh, if you're liking what you see, guys, like, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the YouTubes. And today, uh, since Sean's at his cottage, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with real estate in the summer. So, uh, Sean, how's cottage life treating you right now? Hey, you know, we, uh, we've been here for just about a week now and uh it's it's good cottage life is uh relaxing it's slow it's uh you know it's that it's that relaxing slow down that uh as realtors we have a pretty busy job and um as you know if you're a uh one of the three fans of the show uh, <laughs> that um we just had a, a new a new baby um, so, you know, having a little bit of downtime, a little bit of slow down time, get away really is, uh, it's good for the soul. It's important so that, uh, you know, when fall comes, we can hit, hit the ground running, get back to it and uh, get the kids back in school, the, the older ones. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's nice here. It's peaceful. It's calm. It's relaxing. So still, still working though. I mean, although we're at the cottage yesterday, I negotiated a, a, a transaction. I'm working on a, another negotiation today. So there's still a lot of, uh, a lot of work happening. We've got uh, two active listings that are getting a lot of uh, traction. So although I'm physically here, it's nice to have the, the collective uh, you know, boots on the ground, as it were, uh, you know, back home and still doing work. Brendan, where, where are you at today? I'm at a home inspection and a septic inspection. So I'm going to be here all day. So nice. to the homeowners who recognize this background who are for sure watching this podcast, thank you for your hospitality. And your Wi-Fi password. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I think what, what we wanted to touch on today was a little bit about um, what's happening, what we're seeing in the market with the different, uh, you know, with the different deals that we're working on. Yesterday, um, we conditionally sold a house. Um, you know, we had multiple offers, so broad strokes home had been on the market for a while. We did a 10% price reduction. And as a result, we ended up with two offers and we sold it for just a, a touch more than what it was listed for. Uh, the other offer in second position was for, you know, a little bit less than what it was listed for, but ultimately ended up, uh, not being the, the winning bid. And so, I got a message from the agent who brought the winning bid uh, last night. The message this morning said, oh, turns out we're not buying the house. <clears throat> We'd like to dissolve our agreement of purchase and sale. So immediately we have to go back around to the people who were in second position and we're no longer in a position of strength, right? Uh, we don't have that second offer to leverage off. However, and thankfully, uh, they did already show their sort of, hey, here's here's what we're willing to pay. Here's what we're willing to do for it. So we know, okay, here's how we can negotiate. They, they had brought their, their highest and best offer. So we're going back with a counter uh, of that highest and best offer. Um, now, they might not accept it. They might counter that offer, right? Um, I think they're upset to have lost the home. Uh, so I believe that they will accept the counter offer. But yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a weird world in real estate these days. Um, you know, with with the buyers being so uh, wishy washy. The reason these people backed out is because the buyers for their home um, backed out. So they had a conditional sale on their home, and the buyers did not fulfill their condition. And now, as a result, these guys are instantly walking away from the deal that they made last night. 
So it's uh, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of buyers who are um, uh, apprehensive and on the fence. And if you've got a, a listing right now, uh, or if you're selling your house right now, you'll notice that you'll notice just that it's that a lot of apprehensive buyers. Just recently, we had uh, a property, a gorgeous home, with with forty showings on it. And I figure, oh, well, geez, if we've got 40 showings, we're going to get a, a bunch of offers. And typically when you see 40 showings, you'd be looking at something like seven offers, but we only wound up with two offers, right? And so it was it was uh, very interesting to see how, um, I guess the right word is hesitant, how hesitant buyers are uh, these days in particular and how sort of unknowing uh, everybody is about what the future is going to be. So the the... The, the takeaway message for me there is if you're buying a house or if you're, if you're considering buying a house, now is a great time. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What about you, Brendan? What are you, what are you finding? Uh, well, kind of like what, what, what you said, I think what we're seeing is more uh, multiple offer scenarios that are closer to asking price. Mm. Um, because usually it ends up being that one person went in on a home that wasn't holding offers. And then somebody else is like, well, we were still interested too. And so they make an offer and you just kind of know that you've got to be probably closer to, or if not above asking price, which was a year ago, kind of like an unheard of thing. Well, and yeah, these scenarios that you're talking about, it sounds not like they're not with houses that are particularly holding offers. They're just with houses that are listed for sale. It's not saying no offers until such and such a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird, right? Everybody seems like they want to only put an offer in if there's another offer in on the house. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird move. I would yeah. I would not want to do that. I would only want to put an offer in if there's not another offer on the house. No. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, that. Somebody wants it and now I want it too. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's a weird psychological thing. I think it's, it's honestly, I think it's detrimental uh, to our buyers. Mm-hmm. Right. It's uh, it doesn't make sense to me. No. Uh, side note, your background looks fake right now because you're all shaded and everything behind you is lit. So like, you look like you have like a zoom background. <laughs> Well, thank you for proving it. I'm just saying, it's very funny the way you're set up there. I just don't want to get a burn. And if your internet would have we're, we're under the gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, for one, I'm a little bit happy about how things are right now. Um, because as someone who predominantly works with buyers, uh, I think it's giving them maybe a little bit more hope and you know, like, Oh my God, there's something out there. And some of these aren't even holding offers. So if we're quick, we can get it at a deal now. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. So that's kind of nice. And even on the listing side of things, it's just changing up a little bit of the strategies, you know, and you can still have, like you said, you get 40 showings on a place and kind of hope in that scenario, you're going to get a bunch of multiples, but you're just changing a couple of things and it's the nature of business is to evolve with it. Right. So I'm yeah. uh, kind of liking seeing a little bit of change 
because it's a little it was a little exhausting just like okay so let's look at this how many offers 15 okay how many on this one 17 okay how many on this one nine oh wow that's it so <laughs> it's kind of nice when you have a little bit more freedom like you pick your shoulders up and, you know kind of feel like you like you have options as opposed to we have to buy any place that we can yeah yeah no that's fair i um yeah, I, I tend I tend to agree. Um, when I first started in real estate, it was more of a um, either I don't know if it was a buyer's market or a balanced market, um, but it was a, certainly a a different world to be able to go out there with with buyers and look at you know twelve different houses in the first two days and and get to choose out of those twelve. Um, and as a result, it forced the um, forced the listing agents to price the houses better, right? Uh, I read an article, actually, I didn't read an article. I read the headline of the article that said something along the lines of, uh, you know, 90% of realtors uh, have have only been licensed for, you know, a, a really short period of time, you know, since 2016 or something. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they don't have a lot of experience in a different market than, a, than a, you know, a hot seller's market that we've seen over the last little while. Um, and so, having been through different markets and seen that shift, uh, it really it sounds like a plug now that I'm saying it. Uh, it benefits our clients, right? Because we've 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 been there, we've done that, we know what the strategies are. Um, and I mean, geez, in in 2016, uh, you know, we were doing bidding wars when bidding wars were sort of unheard of, right? And understanding what fair market value is mapping it back. And in some instances, it makes sense to try to hold uh, offers uh, and, and create a bidding war. In some instances, it doesn't. And there's just different different strategies for different, uh, you know, types of sales. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a shifting market and not all strategies uh, are, are the right strategies when you're selling. I think when you're buying, the best strategy is go quickly and if you find something, go and buy it and, 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 you know, don't second guess yourself, you know, just, just jump on it real quick and save yourself from any potential competition. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's sort of like, uh, almost like a game of musical chairs right now. Go around and grab your chair. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, tie, tie, the, tie the property up. You can typically tie them up like you've got right now with a conditional offer and, um, you know, give yourself, give yourself a week to go through your due diligence and, and really think about, yeah, okay, this is going to be my house. And I, this is where I'm going to live and, and, you know, sort of be happy about that. And I think, I think it'll, I think it'll, it's easier for buyers. It's nicer for buyers to be in a market like this. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with like the changes now, like a lot of employers are saying, Hey, you got to come back to work no more working from home you're like yeah oh okay which sometimes that's weird to me because a lot of companies have higher project higher uh productive production levels and since covid started from their employees because they're working at home and they're able to do their own thing without having to deal with susan <laughs> susan at the water cooler <laughs> yeah 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 uh, you know what i mean so anyway that's there, there's some of that too and there's some of like 
okay, well, we bought this and maybe we don't need it. Like there's a lot of people who are moving who just moved a year or two ago. So uh, I wonder, I wonder if we're going to see not a mass exodus, but you know, people who are moving from the more rural areas back into the city. Uh, and if that's the case, then I'm the, around Ottawa had an increase in value of like 60%, mm-hmm. right? When the rest of Ottawa went up by 20%, the outlying areas like the Carleton places and the Almonts and, uh, you know, the, the Rockland of, of Ottawa, um, yeah. low and drastic. And I, I wonder if that's going to change as people are like, oh, well, wait a sec, I'm not working from home. I'm going to be going. Back to the office. I just got a notice saying my internet was unstable. So I'm sorry if you dropped me. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what. Uh, yeah. Sean's internet's going to cut out. So that's a good place to take a break. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, let his internet get a drink of water and uh, we'll have a word from our sponsor. And then we'll be right back on the real collective podcast. This episode of the Real Collective podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back to the Real Collective Podcast. Don't worry about the background noise. Uh, we're here on location for both of us uh, for the second half. If you want to talk to Sean or I, book an appointment in our Calendly links below. Calendly, brought to you by Calendars. Uh, book an appointment and we can talk about what you want to do with your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy? Are you looking to sell? Are you looking for both? Uh, in the first half, we kind of talked about what's going on in the summer. Um, and now we've had a lot of sellers lately asking us if it's the best time to list your home. Uh, so jumping into back to school, which is a perfect time to like, subscribe, and share the Real Collective Podcast with all your friends uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, a lot of sellers have been asking, uh, and a few buyers, uh, is this the best time to list the house or should we wait until September? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, tra- tradi- traditional real estate um, sort of ebbs and flows, seasonality looks like we're busiest in the springtime. We've got a bit of a slowdown in the summer, like we were talking about, and we've got a bit of a, a, an echo wave that happens in um you know, in, in, in the fall. And so. We might have lost Sean. The internet might be dead. It does ebb and flow. And I don't know where he was going with that. Oh, hey, he's back. All right. That's a traditional real estate cycle. Um, however. After ebb and flow. Everything paused. 
Oh, sorry. I, I was receiving an incoming phone call. Um, you lost me after what? You said ebb and flow. Ebb and flow. That's a great name for my rock band. Um, Your internet, apparently. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well done. Um, yeah, yeah. So traditionally, you know, in, in, in real estate in Ottawa, spring springtime is the big wave. Fall time is the echo wave. Uh, summer is slow and then winter is even slower than summer. So coming into the fall time, you know, traditional logic dictates that, hey, it's a great time to be putting your house on the market. People want to get in before uh, before Christmas time. Um, however, the traditional real estate uh, uh, um, ebbs and flows have not been happening uh, as much over the last two years because COVID's really thrown a, a, a wrench into the mix. Um, and then we saw last year when they increased the interest rates uh, that it had a negative effect on sales. And that hit, I think, at the beginning of May, which is typically right in the busiest season. And we saw the same thing this year when they increased the interest rates. Uh, again, it really hit the right in the middle of the springtime uh, when traditionally you'd see a lot more sales happening. Our sales numbers right now across the board are down by, you know, 30% month over month year to date. We've sold about 10% less houses. So there's less people who are moving. And I think that has a lot to do with the uncertainty uh, that the buyers are, are, you know, concerned with not knowing what's coming up. So there's a, a chance um, that there's a, a, a big explosion, not an explosion, but like a big bang to start the entire universe um, of a, a, a boom, I guess is the right word of buyers who are looking, who are saying, Hey, you know what? We've been on hold. We've, we've been waiting. And some people are speculating that that might happen this fall where, you know, a lot of buyers have been sort of waiting on the sidelines, taking a see, wait and see approach. Uh, and some people are saying that might change uh, come, come, you know, in the next little bit, in the next month or two. So um, we don't know is the answer to the question. Um, you know, what we do know is what we're dealing with right now. We know what the market is right now. We know what the, what the prices are. We know what we're up against. All of those things are known. Um, so, you know, the, the question is risk versus reward. Do you play the game where you know, or do you take the risk that it might be better? Because it also might be worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, how many buyers have said, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And then eventually got priced out entirely. And yes, prices have dropped, but I don't think it's going to significantly drop. And I don't think it's going to go beneath what it was last year. Yeah. You know, well, like, yeah. I don't think it's going to go that much. No. So what? That wait, wait, wait is like, I know we say this a lot. The best time to buy it is when you're ready, but <laughs> realistically right now is a very good time to buy. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I, and, and, you know, yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Until when, right. And the answer yeah, yeah. Be until now, like it, yeah. it, it, it is, it is a great time to buy right now. The average residential price has gone down by $135,000 from a peak in March. Yeah. So it's right back in line with, with the, with the prices that we had last year. Uh, and it might look when you look at your year over year, like um, January, February, March, 2023, Hey, 
those those prices might end up looking lower because sort of from now until uh, you know December prices in 2021 were on drastic rise, right? Uh, now until I guess even you know if you if you're thinking about moving forward but looking back, if that makes sense, um, you know those 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 like numbers. Abdul. Uh, two steps forward, opposite One step forward, track. two steps back. Yeah, we come together. Because opposites attract. Uh, are we gonna have to pay for a for a copyright uh, thing on on YouTube now? No, because we didn't sing it. Oh, good. Well, so everybody's glad that we didn't sing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I would I would um, you know I'd say if you're if you're buying a house now is a great time. If you're selling a house now is a great time, specifically because you know what it is and it's the great unknown, right? And it's the same thing. It's a risk for the buyers. If the, if the prices go up, then, you know, buyers, Hey, here was your chance. But if the, if the prices go down, you know, Hey sellers, sorry, you shouldn't have waited. Hey buyers, congratulations. You did wait. So it's, you know, no, nobody, nobody really knows what's going to happen moving forward. All you can do is kind of guess at it. Um, So, you know, going into the fall, it's going to be interesting to see how everything shakes down and if buyers are going to get, you know, more keen on on purchasing. Um, you know, sellers might be saying, hey, I don't want to sell anymore. And so I don't want to sell because I'm not getting the price that I was hoping to get. And if they take their property off the market, that's one less home. If that yeah. happens drastically and, and at the same time as the buyers show up in droves, then, you know, we might be in a spot where, We've got less houses and we've got more buyers. So isn't that a weird mentality though? That people are like, oh, I'm not going to get as much for this house, so I'm going to take it off the market. Well, where did where were you planning on moving? Yeah, well, sometimes the house is going to be less too. So it's all relative. Well, assuming that you're making a either a lateral or or um, you know an upward or downward move, sure. Um, But if you're just selling because you want to sell and you've already got a place somewhere sure. else that's full of of off, then yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. But you know what I mean? I'm talking about the average seller who is a homeowner lives in their house and is selling it and then doesn't want to sell it because it might not be worth what it was worth at the start of the year, but then they're also buying another house. So that right. gap stays the same. Right. You know, well, whatever it, it happens to be up or down. Well, the, the, the really cool thing is if you are if you're if you're moving up, let's say you're selling a townhouse and you're buying a bigger house, um, you're you you actually could benefit from the fact that the market's going down. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, just really off the top of my head, basic math. You're selling your townhouse, which oh no, it could have been worth seven fifty, you know, however long ago. Now, realistically, maybe it's worth six fifty. Well, it's gone down by a hundred thousand dollars. But the place that you want to buy that they that was going to sell at the peak of the market for one point one, you know, might only be worth nine fifty now. So your 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 hundred thousand dollar gap uh, on your you know on your the sale of your home uh, translates into a hundred and fifty thousand dollar gap on the purchase of your newer home. So it works out works out better for you uh, as as a consumer, I guess, not a buyer, not a seller, but a, a mover and a shaker. Mm-hmm. All the things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in, in, a, 
in a downward market, you always want to do, do the opposite, right? In, in, in a market that's moving down, if you're upgrading, it's great. In a market that's moving up, if you're downgrading, it's great. Uh, because it just has this sort of inverse effect, if that makes sense. If you're just moving uh, straight across and you're you know trading one price point for the same price point, then it doesn't really matter. Um, but for, for a move up buyer, so like a young family that's moving up to a bigger house uh, as the market's going down or or even people who are separating. Uh, you know, if you're separating and you're selling uh, the bigger family house and you're each buying smaller townhouses, uh, you're also seeing that benefit. It's not necessarily moving up. I guess it's about spending more money, right? Or buying more sure. things. Sure. Selling, selling a place for, you know, nine, $9.50, $8.50, something like that. But then you're buying two places that would have been $6.50, but maybe now they're only $5.50, right? Mm-hmm. That, you get that double benefit. So, yeah. We're actually seeing a lot of townhomes that are closer to five, five fifty now, which it's like, what? You mean it's not eight <laughs> hundred? Amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and, and you know what? Um, it's going to level out. There's going to be, you know, we're we're going to hit a trough, and the the question that buyers are, you know, need to sort of uh, debate is, you know, how or uh, take that risk is how long am I willing to wait until we get to the trough because it'll get down there and then it'll bounce back up, right? Like it'll, it'll hit a, a, a low point where people are like, Oh wow, this is the price. Oh yeah. Okay, great. I'm in. Right. And so you want to be the, 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 the last person to buy at the bottom of the trough before it goes back up or on the way down or very early on the way back up. Right. You don't want to be um, so and again, that's an unknown. We don't know when the trough is, but what we do know is that, you couldn't find a townhouse in Orleans for six fifty in in March. Wasn't possible. No, we talked about that. Nothing was, and I had helped clients get in under that. And within six days of that firm up, nothing had sold under six fifty. Not even yeah. like the smallest interior town. Nothing. Yeah. Nuts. And now, and now, and now those you know those similar type homes might be going for five fifty, mm-hmm. right? So it's just it's the it's the it's the ebbs and the flows of the of the of the market. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? If you're in there and you bought and your interest rates were super low and you paid six fifty, you've said this before, Brendan. Your monthly payments are probably going to be the same as if you go and pay five fifty for it now. Uh, at these higher interest rates. So, yeah. 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 Most people being month to month, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right on. Well, I think that's a, a good little summer overview for everybody. So, until the next one, uh, enjoy your lemonade or your Corona or whatever you're having for your summer beverage. Maybe the next one's a giant Gatorade. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see um again if you want to <coughs> pardon me talk to sean or i about any of this uh book an appointment with us in the calendly links below do us a favor if you don't mind share us if you could on apple podcast spotify and the youtube don't forget to like subscribe on there as well and uh we'll go to the next one and we'll talk about some fun things on that one. So I'm Brennan McKeegan. This is Sean Tasse for the Real Collective Podcast. Until next time, keep it real. Collective. <laughs>